No, that is not a pre-recorded bong rip. That is one that I take every single time. We record live all bong rips. <coughs> Welcome to episode nine of Let's Talk About It. It's Martin Luther King Day. I'm your host, the Sultan of Sativa, Willie the Cool Penguin, also known as Ned Sparks, also known as John Bon Jovi, also known as Johnny Hash, also known as Lord Bongtimore. What the fuck is happening? Uh, here at Let's Talk About It. If you don't already know, if this is your first time joining us, welcome, welcome, welcome. If this is uh, your one through ninth time joining us, also welcome. I hope you guys have been following the rules. Um, I don't have very many at all, um, except if you enjoyed this podcast, if you laughed, if you found it informative, if you fucking think it sucked, whatever it was, if you listen to this shit, go tell your fucking friend about it. Go tell your fucking grandma who just got her med card about it. Go fucking tell somebody. Scream it from the goddamn rooftops. Let's fucking talk about it. Available on all podcast platforms. <coughs> Today, wow, we got a lot, lot going on. I got a lot of topics written down. Um, this is a show where... I pretty much talk about whatever the fuck I want, from sports to social issues to all things cannabis. I mean, the reality is I smoke a lot of weed, but I don't only like to talk about weed. Not only. I like to talk about a lot of other things, um, like Martin Luther King Day. And as we sit here and reflect on Dr. King, uh, we must remember that this just wasn't another assassination. They attempted the assassination. The man lived when they put him in the hospital. He couldn't live any longer because they put a pillow over his face. Look up the records. Coretta Scott King won the civil suit. We will leave that as the end of MLK Day talk. Uh, Go support some black-owned business ASAP. Fuck Walmart. Go get what you need from somebody who makes it themselves. If you need some new soap, don't go down and buy the whack-ass black soap from GNC or Target. Call up Joy from the Healing Garden of Salah and get you some THC-infused can of black soap. That real deal. Apparently, that shit cures for a long time and everything. Um, (coughs) Trying to think what else is going on. Sports. Um, pitchers and catchers for baseball are, uh, going to be reporting soon, probably somewhere around 30 days from now. I don't have the exact date, um, because I don't really keep up on that shit until it's actually, uh, regular season time. You know, baseball is fucking hard to follow. I, I don't really even want to talk about football because my team blew it. The Baltimore Ravens, the best team in the fucking NFL this year, and they come out, uh, of their fucking bye week in the playoffs and just play like complete and utter garbage. Now, obviously, I didn't really want to speak on that last week uh, as that shit was still fresh and we were much more interested in the cookies release. But I, uh, I left out of the cookies launch, went to the after party, which was actually right 
down the street from the Ravens Stadium, M&T Bank Stadium, the best football stadium in the NFL, um, formerly known as PSI Net Stadium. Um, you know, and I wasn't going to the game because I didn't get tickets, and, uh, and I'm glad I didn't. And I kind of had this feeling in the back of my mind that that's how it was going to play out. Uh, so I didn't get tickets. I said, if the AFC Championship's here, I'll go to the AFC Championship. But I need them to win a playoff game first before I commit to go into the AFC Championship. It's fucking cold, and I don't want to be in some shit seats uh, mad that my team is losing. So Anyway, uh, after the cookies release, after party, I went uh, walk, moseyed my way on down uh, with the founder of the Lone Wolf District Events, Backwoods Blair. Blairy Payton, if you will. And we went to the um, game day firehouse across the street from the greatest football stadium in the game, uh, M&T Bank Stadium, and uh, watched the Ravens just play terrible. It was fucking ridiculous. So I didn't really watch any football this championship weekend. I didn't find it necessary, uh, seeing as my team was not there. And, I mean, you can't... I'm just fucking mad, dude. And I, I really don't give one fuck about... Uh, any of the teams that played yesterday. Um, I wanted Tennessee to lose, but it's, like, embarrassing that they lost in the way they did. Kansas City fucking whipped them. <sighs> Speaking of uh, supporting black-owned business, I'm, my jerk that I rolled was grown by a black man here in Baltimore, West Beemore Buds 2. Uh, and it's rolled in a, pa- in a bouquet paper uh, with included crutch, which is also a black-owned business. Shout-out to Kay Ford for, uh, for the pack of bouquets. In it, I got some uh, strawberry glue, the old... Gorilla Glue, and I'm assuming crossed with like a strawberry diesel or strawberry something or a fucking other. I guess I should have asked him before we got to this point. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying it thus far. About two hits in. Actually, the bong rips in the beginning of the episode were also strawberry glue, and I have not wake and baked at all today. It is 1.20 in the afternoon on one twenty. And I did not wake and bake because I wanted to smoke this and give it a, a fair, honest evaluation, taste it, love it. Um, says he grew it himself right here, around here. And I'm enjoying it, you know. So, where was I? So, yes. Football, I don't give a fuck about right now. I would have liked to have seen the Packers win yesterday because I do appreciate me some Aaron Rodgers, even though he's an asshole uh, to people, apparently. I don't fucking know. Uh, I don't know the guy personally, so I don't know if he's an asshole or not. He's a human, so I assume he is. And, you know, I guess I'll watch the Super Bowl, but I'm not really fucking interested in that either. The 49ers? Who gives a fuck? All my friends in the Bay, I don't give a fuck about your team, okay? I cared about your team when Randy Moss was there. Other than that, wait, Randy Moss wasn't even at the fucking 49ers. I'm thinking about Jerry Rice. And I only cared about him because I was a kid and he was the best. (sighs) 
Although the, the red and gold is a pretty good color scheme, it smashes the Washington Redskins color scheme, which is burgundy and gold. Or red and yellow, the McDonald's colorway, right? They keep telling you it's it's gold. That shit is yellow, dog. And uh, the Washington area football team, because I hate even referring to them as the Redskins, racist bastards. Um, they're the fucking worst. Their owner's the worst. Dan Snyder is the worst. And that was actually one of my topics that I wanted to speak on is how terrible Dan Snyder is. Uh, I know as somebody who grew up outside of D.C., I watched the Redskins be shitty for a long time. Um, you know, when I was a very young child, they were good, and they won their rings, and Joe Gibbs was there. And then as I grew older, they were just horrible. Um, and they still continue to follow the same formula of getting these players that are outside of their prime and overpaying them too much money. Mm. Um, but honestly, if I'm Dan Snyder, I'm never selling the team, no matter how much people want me to. Uh, and I mean, maybe you consider changing the name, but like, I don't know. I mean, it's like the, I wish the Wizards were still the Bullets. And I wish they were still in Baltimore. The old Baltimore bullets. This flower is definitely glue heavy. And the fucking resin ring is thick. I'll make sure to snap a picture at some point. Burning nice and evenly. I mean, if I do say so myself, I did do a really good job at rolling this J, as I normally do. Um, you know, I, I'm just thinking about all... All of the things in our market, right? And, uh, you know, I, I have a hard time. I have a hard time with some of the things that we have going on. Um, you know, I look at the patients, right? And the patients don't know what the fuck they want. They want cheap shit, but then they think that, like, certain shit is phenomenal and it's based solely on what a label says. Now, I might get some slack for this from somebody along the way, but uh, unpopular opinion, don't fucking at me. In our market, people complain, right? Number one, about price points. Price fucking points. People don't believe the, the... I mean, I personally, yeah, I don't like the price points either. And it's because I don't think the, the quality matches the value. So... We, for those who don't know, again, we just had... Cookies do their first ever East Coast drop here in Maryland, right? Grown by, uh, from my perspective, the easily the best grower in the state. <coughs> now, this grower, Culta, has a, a wide range of offerings based on price point and, and whatever their criteria is, ranging from outdoor that's 120 an ounce um, you know, to fucking, or $25, $30 a, a KD. 
all the way up to the cookies licensed strains, strand of ours. And uh, which we're retailing at $65 at the, the drop, right? Now, the in our state, when you think of, when you ask, well, what categorizes a, a 60 to a $65 eighth? Which that's pretty much the top tier here in Maryland. Um, Verano, who has branded themselves as a premium top tier cannabis brand across the country, um, their contracts require that people sell their products for no less than $55 or $57 an eighth. Uh, and the, with the standard, you know, the original price point anyway, when they first came through was uh, uh, 65 right? at least at some places. And now some of those places were the new dispensaries, whatever. So anyway, they're hitting that max price point tier. Um, all their genetics are pretty much um, here in Maryland, land race strains, stuff like Tylites, which is, uh, you know, a Afghan... Some fucking tie uh, crossed with Northern Lights. Um, they've got the the Jack Herrera, uh, the Magland race. Um, some GDP, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really impressed with any of their lineup here. Now, I know that um, in other states they have various strain of ours that are, are dope, but then, you know, in Illinois, they're garbage. MSOs are their whole, a whole different topic entirely, but <clears throat> what typically dictates the $60, $65 price point here in Maryland is THC percentage. <clears throat> the consumer here Loves to get on the fucking computer. Loves to get on the fucking computer. And complain about anything they possibly can. Price points too high. Price points too high. And then ironically, in the same fucking day, we'll go to the dispensary and buy the most expensive one just because it has the highest THC percentage. Perfect example. You had people who were complaining that the reason uh, the cookie shit wasn't worth 65 and 8th was the fact that the THC percentages were low. One of them was like 18%. I'm not paying $65 for an 18% THC. Fucking idiots, dude. Um, they want a, something that says 35% that is inflated with no fucking real anything to back that up like perfect example they're mad about an 18% THC cookie strain but then will immediately go and buy Poochie Love from Culta because it's testing at 33% with 3 point whatever percent terps right and I don't know and yes We'll fucking, we can all admit the yellow hairs look cool. And the Poochie Love is always mad frosty. 
But it's also, whenever I've gotten it, which has been like three different times, the shit tastes clean, but it's like, it doesn't really have much of a taste. I don't know where they got 3% terps. Um, and, and it's larfy, fluffy. I've been seeing some better nugs, but nothing that's making me fucking like, wow, these are some nice fucking butts. Other than the frost. But they'll, they'll then go and big up these fucking cheap-ass companies that it's like, hey, dude, the reason that company's so cheap is because they use greenhouses, so they don't have to pay as much money for electricity. You know, when you have a fucking indoor facility using 1,000-watt bulbs, you know, it, shit gets a little fucking pricey. When you're able to cut out uh, your power expense by utilizing the energy of the sun, well, you're able to pass that price point along because also it's going to... I mean, look, I hate to say that indoor is better, but indoor is fucking better. You know, I look at... Here in Maryland, the first company to get their license, very first fucking company to get their license, Forward Grow... Right, and there's a lot of new patients, and, and so like, the forward growth shit has like been like swept under the rug pretty well. For those who don't know, and I know the people that have heard me say it a thousand fucking times are gonna be like, "Oh, we know Elliot Forward Grow, right?" But the reality is, fuck you. There are a bunch of patients who still haven't heard. You know, Forward Grow had a bunch of whistleblowers in there. They were spraying green cleaner on plants that were getting cut down that day. They had like six different types of mites. There was multiple inches of standing water in the grow, like powdery mildew on everything, mold, some of the saddest looking plants I've ever seen. They, I mean, they dropped all these pictures. There's videos of them cleaning lines, you know, that also still have active feed lines on them. Like literally, if you're a company, you're basically saying, hey, Let's do everything that we're not supposed to so that we can fucking make sure to get a return on investment because apparently from the from day fucking one, uh, all the clones they had, you know, were fucking had powdery mildew on them already. They just sit in some humid ass box truck, uh, started getting moldy. Shit's crazy. They're like spraying all sorts of shit and like actually that's what made them start testing for these pesticides. Before, they were only testing for the pesticides that were allowed to make sure the levels were right. Now they test a whole, like, board of different chemicals. Um, you know, and so they basically went under for a while, uh, had to get their shit together. Now, mind you, the owner of Forward Grow is like an ex- Anne Arundel County, you know, sheriff who made his career, who specifically made his career off some big, like, cannabis busts, um, you know, and, and once it became legal, he decided he was good to go. Um, and so they got fined $500,000, whoopty fucking do. And uh, they had, like, a suspension to, like, get their shit together, and then they started coming through and dropping off samples to all the different dispensaries saying, hey, carry our product, um, 
Some did, some don't, right? Some do when they need it uh, due to shortage issues and patient access issues. You know, they justify it, and uh, and I let them. But it, it, it's just like for them, you know, for Forward Grow, honestly, my thoughts is that they should have just had their license revoked. You know, I know people that are sick that got more sick, a different type of sick, from using Forward Grow products when they were sitting on the shelves. How is Forward Grow, where's the Forward Grow compensatory fund for those who were impacted by their products? I mean, now, I'm sure that's probably, if I'm just thinking about it, because I just literally spit that off the top of my fucking head, right? It's how, how do you prove that you were impacted by that? You know, I guess that's my question. Um, you know, but then you can't go to court because there's not a federal... Uh, I don't know, dude. You know, with such a crazy over-regulation of, of the industry of cannabis itself and not nearly a stringent type fucking situation for literally any other industry you know, medical or otherwise, how come you can't be walking around in your scrubs as a fucking cannabis, you know, uh, employee from a grow or trimming or whatever. But if you work at a hospital, you could be walking all around town doing whatever. Doesn't make sense. Food? I mean, what about all the shit that gets sprayed on food? Yeah, they're teamed up. So that really doesn't, you know, that's pretty self-explanatory. Um, you know, so these people, I know it seems like we've jumped all around the board. Let's bring it all back. The people on the interwebs and Maryland patients, right? It's like, oh, we want high THC. They're just THC chasing. You know, they think the higher the THC, the better it is, the more it's going to be. Like, in reality, I had some, you know, Cali Gary Payton that was fucking 20%. But that shit was a knockout. That shit was intense. It was dope. Flavor, super flavorful. So, you know, like, you can't complain about pricing on certain shit, but then, like, feed into the way that things are priced. Like, dude, they realize that the people are so uneducated that they think that THC dictates a higher quality or whatever, and uh, or higher terp content because that's like that's like the hipster version of of THC chasers right like so it's like you have your older cannabis users who are like THC oh this is what we know this is what we understand that's the part we focused on for x amount of time so we want to pay for this but then you also have like your new little young entitled 20 somethings who are like uh, the terpenes. I'm going to make a terpene t-shirt and we love the terpenes and they pay more for higher terp content shit, which then gives the companies like this is totally a patient dictated action, right? They're responding. The companies are responding to what the patients want. Okay. Fucking you'll pay more for higher THC. Sweet. Higher terpenes and cannabinoid content. Sweet. Right now, if you said, hey, this mids, if you were a true midsologist, someone well versed in the study of mids, uh, 
you should know. You should be able to go into the dispensary and say, "No, we do not want this mids. At this price, this is mids. This price point does not make sense." Poochie Love. I don't care what they're testing is saying that it's thirty three percent and fucking three percent terps. It is not a sixty dollar strand of art. Right? If we're doing it based on best strand of ours, dude, I the Dosi twenty two, I get it. The Scooby nine, I get or six, I get it. Both. Um, you know, even the hazmat OG, that shit is some power. No no hype, right? Like those are things that I've smoked that have that hit all the boxes. Poochie Love does not hit all the boxes. And for $60 or $55, I needed to check all the boxes. So, next fucking, let's move the fuck on. Um, yeah, somebody asked me, um, let's see. Somebody said, uh, why does Verano... Only do, and we're back on Verano, right? Which, speaking of Verano, somebody said to me, uh, and now I don't know if I was getting trolled on the questions, but somebody said of possible Verano and Sherbinsky's collab. Uh, so I tagged Sherbinsky himself. He did not reply. I'm not important. Um, and then I also tagged the head of the, I don't know, brand development in Maryland, marketing, uh, head of marketing, um, I can't think of her name off the top of my head. I'm high. But I tagged her in the post, and she replied, as she usually does. She's pretty good about it. Um, she said no. She said, although Sherbinsky did breed the Sunset Sherb and Le Orange that they have out in Vegas. So when I go to Vegas for my free trip um, at some point here within the next 18 months, I'm going to have to check that the fuck out. And maybe, maybe I'll get in there, grow while I'm out there. I'm trying to get – if you know Vegas people – let me know because I'm trying to get in their shit. I'm trying to get some good content. I'm trying to maybe interview some people for the podcast. Plug me. Um, so I don't know about Maryland getting a Sherb Verano collab, which would be dope. Um, but it's Verano. Um, and they somebody asked me earlier, so why does Verano only do eighths? You know, as in pre-jarred packaged eighths and i'll tell you why because even at a wholesale that's like a wholesale retail so they're able to make charge you more for the pound not you specifically but you being the dispensary or or the account that that carries verano products so that they can they can get that breakdown money and still leave you some room to get the the breakdown money you know and they also, uh, and keep in mind, they contractually obligate people to sell it for a certain price point. It cannot go lower. Um, and they will, they get pissed if it, that shit's on sale at all. You can get away with like the CBD, THC, like one-to-one crosses uh, for selling those cheaper. I know Goldleaf has them in Annapolis for $35, but they also kind of look like mids. I mean, it's like, you know. I wanted to try it, but my uh, jar was in my backpack that got stolen. Um, so yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know where do we go uh, from here with that. I mean, we're moving into a a space where 
the quote-unquote high-end brands are, are getting that breakdown money, you know, and, and really starting to run it up on us. Um, somebody, um, somebody else messaged me, and uh, they said, why do people love CRC garbage? And uh, I will admit that most CRC stuff is garbage. Um, I mean, you're talking about running it through extra filtration. A lot of the time is that the problem is that um, it's done in a dishonest manner, right? Like if you're shopping the traditional market and your plug has a bunch of CRC shit, I'd be weary, right? Like, because I want to know, why is it that they feel the need to do that? Like, in the traditional market, especially. Because as soon as you hit that shit, you know, color changes, right? Taste changes, you know? I mean, you can just fucking tell when it's some trash. But our con- the consumer, i.e. us, Custies, um, well, you know... Um, we consume with our eyes first, so we don't fucking, we don't care. We, we like the way that it looks. And if it's not appealing looks wise, it sometimes can be hard to justify spending it, i.e. Poochie love. Um, you know, here in the Maryland market, I mean, I know a couple extractors are playing around with it. Uh, Colta has a couple of CRC products. I've had some shatter that was from the CRC run, and it was actually some of the most flavorful shatter I think I've ever had. So that was cool. Um, it's just about, I guess, with CRC, a reputable person to be getting it from. But I don't know. I really don't fucking know. <clears throat> Damn. I'm really, uh, honestly, I really have been enjoying this Strawberry glue for my man Westby more buds. Glue heavy. Terp wise. Definitely some key back end strawberry notes. Like toasted strawberries, which doesn't sound appealing in real life, but in a cannabis form, it's. Stings the nostrils. Um, mm, I think uh, for the end of the show, I'm going to take a little hash rosin dab uh, in a few minutes and uh, share with those here, all of us listening, why our Maryland, our beloved Maryland dispensaries don't have hash rosin. Um, because only one company feels it's important to have hash rosin. And that's Evermore because they fucking love the patients. And it's a bunch of old school dudes, like some serious patient access guys who love fucking hash. Um, and honestly, um, the main thing is that like with hash rosin, the requirement is to put a better product in, in to, to make your finished product a better product. A lot of people don't understand that with BHO, you're able to use (coughs) a lot of 
trim and bullshit to be able to still come out with a fire product. Um, you don't need to use top shelf premium shit in order to, to have a, a dope BHO live resin product of some sort. As compared to with hash rosin, if you don't know what you're doing and, and are using a trash product, starting product, it's going to, it's going to impact the final product. And plus, it doesn't, it's, the hash rosin yields can be considerably lower than um, some of the other forms of extraction. Um, now, I think that there are ways to get it done, as you can see uh, by looking at companies like 710, LaserCat. Right, companies that do a lot of hash that are hash companies first, you know, and only release flour because fucking their their friends that they sell hash to ask them to, you know, but their focus is to farm for resin. You know, they want they want to focus on creating the best hash they can. And when you have companies here in Maryland who uh, a large portion of their profits come from stuff that didn't make the cut or may have hermed or whatever, uh, and, and it makes more sense for them to run it into distillate because the number one category here in the state is carts, cartridges, number two being flour, and then number three being disposable cartridges. So like when two of the top three categories involve a distillate-based product it doesn't make sense to allocate that money for hash when the yield is going to be lower than what you're going to get from turning it into distillate and then turning it into carts and busting that shit down. You know, when you're making your own distillate, I mean, how much do you think that shit really costs per gram? What, $5? Paying $50 for half gram, 55 in some cases. You know, 45 on sale at some places. $100 still, $90, $85. For full grams, right? The Evermore Dart is 50 bucks. I mean, granted, the living room gives you the buy five, get one free, which busts it down a little bit. Um, and the sauce carts are only $5 more, uh, which I'm going with a sauce cart. Don't even get me started on fucking sauce carts here. That shit's even more expensive. So it's like hash rosin doesn't make sense from a business perspective when your business model relies mostly on your distillate-based product, your live resin products, right? And and the flour is not your main component. I mean, I hate to, like, put them on blast. Like, look at Evermore, right? How much Evermore are you seeing out anywhere but the living room? I mean, yeah, you might see True Wellness with a couple. Um, you know, there's, like, some limited drops for some Evermore. But, like, I haven't been seeing the grapefruits anywhere like I once did. I'm not seeing the fucking, um, you know, I mean, I see the blue cookies and pink lemonade, but you don't see all the, the ones that they were doing, the Sunday brunch. Where the fuck's that at? You know, like, um, you don't see them like that around the state. At least I don't. So <sighs> it doesn't make sense when the hash rosin also, also... Uh, at the price point that it is, it's going to be no less than $100, right? And we see that most 
midsy ass flower fucking rosin, right? Most midsy flower rosin in Maryland is sixty a half gram, uh, fifty five a half gram for some dry ass poochie love or or uh, sugar biscuits flower rosin. You know, some some Vireo shit for a hundred dollars, right? Nature's Heritage shit for ninety bucks. Which the Nature's Heritage shit has gotten better, but it's still flower rosin made with mids flower. Like, um, you know, most of these companies don't have the knowledge of how to turn that trash into that gold. I mean, Evermore does. I mean, I know their extractor will. I'm fucking Ryan. Those guys will whip up some fire-ass hash rosin. The SFV that I've copped from Evermore, one of the sweetest, cleanest, fueliest OGs, that real deal SFV, right? Their castaway rosin. Like, fuck. It was like just straight uh, banana OG, fucking papaya exhale. This shit tasted clean. The blue cookies, I bought 18 grams of it when it was on sale. But the thing is, that shit doesn't move. It's not value for the consumer right so and then how do you justify charging a hundred dollars for diamonds and then you know so you're gonna have to charge at least 120 for fucking hash rosin 140 i would assume i mean i just i just smoked some some of literally like the biggest trash live rosin from vegas uh in my life my man brought it back from MJ Biscon, and that shit was garbage. Like it, it burned. Like it was harsh. I never tasted a live rosin that was that fucking a dead rosin that was that fucking harsh in my fucking life. And he said that shit was seventy a half gram. Seventy a fucking half gram. You're talking about one hundred and forty dollars a gram, right? I'm not getting it, dude. Like so. How many people, how often are you buying some dead rosin from the dispensary or some hash rosin from the dispensary that's 120 a gram, 140 a gram? I'll tell you, not that often, right? You're just not doing it. So why would these companies, it's for a select crowd. The, the consumer market is not big enough for hash rosin to where it makes sense in their business plan to make that shit and have it sit in the freezer until they got to start discounting it. And some dickhead like me will come in and buy it and buy all of it, you know? And like, yeah, they'll like that, but it was on sale and they didn't make half the fucking margin they wanted. Now, granted, the drops they've done have sold out quick. You know, I just told somebody in a Reddit forum the other day, you know, a little pro tip. Starbuds get, I'm shooting myself in the foot here, but because I like you guys, Starbuds has an excellent relationship with Evermore. And I know this because they always have the freshest Evermore shit. When the living room, formerly uh, known as Temescal Wellness, was out of a 710 hash rosin drop they did, um, I got a little, a little birdie told me that Starbuds was like the only other dispensary that got any of it. So fortunately, Starbuds one of the closest dispensaries to me. A little mosey down the street, went in and caught me some Castaway and some SFV um, hash rosin. The shit was gas. So if, you're ever, if you can't make it over to that side of town... Get over to Starbucks because they're bound to have some too. Um, but it just doesn't make sense to consistently run it for them when you know they're going to make their money elsewhere. 
right? Like weird, like hash heads like that shit, like me. You know, not everybody wants to go fucking buy that shit. And I'm only buying it because I get a discount at some of these places. You know, otherwise I'm not fucking buying it. Right? I need like an in bulk discount because my pockets are not set up that way. Um, <coughs> I read uh, an interesting article the other day, speaking of things that are going on in cannabis, and they were talking about how is the flush unnecessary? And now I read an article a little while back that was saying 100% it's unnecessary. Flushing cannabis flowers makes no sense as like those nutrients that you're trying to flush don't actually make it, don't actually transfer through to the flower. So like there was a study done recently where they did uh, some sampling and of various cure times between, or like various flush times from like uh, no date, no flushing, a week of flushing, 10 days of flushing and uh, two, a full two week flush. And the, like the overwhelming majority of people all enjoyed smoking. Uh, it was like the different flush time was really irrelevant to the people that were sampling. But the difference between flush and no flush was huge because all the people that uh, smoked it, they all wanted the shit that was not flushed. Said it tasted better, looked better. Um, I want to know, I, I need some growers' opinions on this. I need some, I, and I know enough growers that have enough fucking opinions because some of these fucking growers around here uh, in Maryland, D.C., the DMV as a whole, are fucking weirdos, man. I got a, I got a fucking argument about, not really an argument, but just somebody made, it wasn't an argument at all because nobody replied because after I laid down the fucking facts, um, there was fucking, you know, multiple people replied agreeing with me and not even just agreeing, but like on the same fucking page. You know, there's a dude who's butthurt about this culta and cookie shit. It's like, dude... If this is about, he's just really fucking throwing me off because, you know, this is about patient access, man. And that guy, as a small uh, underground grower, is not able to fucking facilitate helping tens of thousands of patients. So, like, chill the fuck out and step your goddamn hustle up. These egos are fucking weird, man. Weird, real weird. And you're talking about you don't like hype shit, but then you're running a mat cross. Like, come on, dude. Shit that's going for almost a hundred and eighth out west in some spots. Dude tried to tell me I was capping. Fuck no. Fuck no. Look that shit up. It's like Big Al's Exotics. $95 before tax. But hey, community and business don't really mix. But then again, the modern perspective of community is fucking skewed. Do people even know what community is anymore? I mean, think about how independent you are as somebody with your with a goddamn limitless supply of information and ability at the end of your fucking hand, your smartphone, only as smart as the user. And more so, you're more you have the ability to be more independent than ever before. 
and like yet still we don't we have a hard time communicating with people in person we lose our shit over nothing right you have a disagreement with somebody like that means you like can't fucking be friends i mean that's what it's like my fucking relationship at times god damn like you know people lie on social media and post what they think people want to see and what it's like they live this reality tv show life and they're not them and that's why they're fucking anxious and depressed and excuse me i haven't eaten anything today i'm fucking dying starvation and grumpy but you know there is it's hard to fuck it like you know the way public housing is set up the buildings are facing apart and away from each other now so that people can't congregate in the middle for you know which is always a fear because you know they they actually would have a sense might have a sense of community and overthrow the fucking powers that be like shit is crazy bro I, like people like when people talk about this cannabis community like yes there are elements for sure no question and there are moments where yeah it is but like when you look at the the bigger picture it's like Mm. this is really not so much community because the people who the people who are doing the damn thing have fallen back and the people who are like clout chasing are thirsting for a repost we're fucking leaving sexy cloud pics and videos back in 2019 man it's time to provide some real value and just you know Making t-shirts with uh, with the terpene names on them of the most common ones is not a way that you're really fucking helping people. Yeah, it's kind of cute, I guess. But, like, it's not helping people, man. I'm going to put out some t-shirts to help people. I'm going to help people with t-shirts in a way that has not been done <laughs> at all. Let's fucking make it happen, man. Like, um, the industry is fucked up. But it's made up of some people who are fucking great that choose patient access over compliance, that choose patient access over the rules, and that understand what it means to be in this, uh, be here and help a fucking patient. Yo, I know countless dispensaries that like, if you were shopping and then some shit like came up and it was like, yeah, I'm fucking struggling, I'm on disability and there's this and I need this medicine fucking for for cheaper i wish it was cheaper and i was like i know dispensary owners that would just give you that shit out and they'd pay the dollar themselves in the register you know just mark it down to a dollar they'll pay the dollar and just give you the shit right because it's like that but if you're just fucking like oh i can't go to work today because i don't have my rsa to balance out my anxiety like you're not getting fuck don't work that way Right, they save that shit for the people who really fucking need it, you know. But again, I'm, <clears throat> I digress, man. Um, I don't really know what else uh, there there is for me to speak about today. Oh, pfft. one thing that really fucking irritates me. Speaking of cloud blowers and and Insta vids, 
right? All I got a question for all you sovereignty glass owners, you little fucking soft suckers, right? What the fuck? How come for you that have the the double barrel, right? You got the the perk down bottom, and then you got the fucking separate up top perk, right? How come none of you motherfuckers ever ever in your life f- put water in the top part and use that other perk? That's like an extra. $150 perk, maybe more depending on what kind of colors are in that perk, to add it to the cost of your fucking tube. And you don't even put water in it. $200 fucking perk in the top part, half of your, your salve glass. That's, that's why y'all are goofy to me. I right? spend all that money on a bong and don't even take advantage full... Don't even take full advantage of... Uh, these expensive, classy, beautiful-looking perks. Let me know, soft suckers. What, why do you guys do that? Why? Please, sh- tell me why. Shoot me a message. I want to understand. I need to understand. Because I just don't get it. And, like, if I wanted, you know, if I want to spend all that money on a, on a bong, I want to get used to those perks. My cousin used to have a... a like a four, it was like a three and a half or a four foot tube with like six classic jellyfish looking perks. And that shit would bring us to our knees. I want use of all six. If I got a sovereignty that I spent $800 on, because it has the fucking top half perk too, I'm using that shit. Y'all are fucking throwing me off with that shit. Um, I don't know what's coming up in the community. I was going to uh, announce some shit, but I don't think there's really anything that important happening right now. Um, National Cannabis Fest is coming up in April. I will be there. Uh, I, I will find a way. I will be there, and we will have a good fucking time. DMV High Life Clothing will be there. I'm sure Pots and Pans, District Panda, some dispensaries uh, are going to be there. Um... You know, and hopefully, I'll tell you what, man. Some of these dispensaries that, like, have really good pricing, they start regressing, changing up the pricing. Y'all need to stop with that shit. You got patients that rely on these little deals you do, and then you start taking that off the table. Come on, man. You better stop it. People are going to stop coming to your dispensary. You know, people are... I think people are starting to understand they should. Uh, Like, dude, if you don't like a company, don't fucking go there. Leave them the fuck alone. And there, that shit becomes a thing. Tell your friends, hey, I don't fuck with them because of this. Let your friends make their own educated decisions, do their own research, and, and fucking move on. Let's get it going, dude. Um, Yes, so happy fucking MLK Day. Um, It's sad that dude had to die, especially in the manner he did. And uh, I think that you know, since I don't know shit about a dead man's perspective, I'll just give you my own. Go find a black-owned business and spend some money. If you're a CBD person, go check out D-Rock from Extreme Terps. You know, founder of the first black cannabis or uh, CBD company in Baltimore. All right, go fucking like I said, hit up Joy down in DC from the Healing Garden. Get you some can of black soap. Right, that shit is magical. I've been fiending for some more for like a year. But when it's around, get it. Because it goes quick and it takes forever to fucking cure, apparently. 
Um, happy MLK Day. Please uh, do something fucking cool. And stop being a little bitch. You know, whoever you are. Whoever that applies to. You know, and it's okay. Recognize, just take a, take a deep breath and say, I have to tell myself sometimes, a lot of times, dude, stop being a fucking little bitch. It's okay. You're good. And, and pull up my fucking mantis and get it moving. You know, because I, I, I just don't have time for any of that bullshit. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Like I said in the beginning, if you had some fun, if you found some value, if you wanted to, if you fucking enjoyed it, tell your grandmother, tell your brother, tell your, your friends, uh, tell your friend's boyfriend. Um, you know, tell some ladies, man, tell some ladies because the, the male to female ratio is two to one, uh, as far as people who view my shit and women are one of the most important parts in cannabis. Already, women smoke as mu- in just as much cannabis as men. And by 2024, this trajectory, they're bound to be fucking smoking more than us. So, you know, I mean, some of these blunts these ladies roll are fucking big. You know, they got, they got the skills. So I need I need more ladies. Ladies are smoking, right? And and ladies, what content do you want to hear about? What things do you want me to to disrupt and talk shit about? Because I'm on it, right? What information do you want me to get out to people? I'll try. You know, and uh, but thank you, thank you for taking the time, uh, hanging out with me. Check me out on fucking all social media platforms, pretty much everywhere. Lord Bongtomore on Twitter. It's at Bongtomore. No Lord, just Bongtomore. Um, Twitter is where it really goes down. I do all my shit, like real shit talking on there because nobody fucking follows me there. So, um, you know, we have a good time. The Twitter followers are a special crew. The conversation is a special conversation. Uh, and I appreciate every one of it. Uh, I've, I've, I actually just got a new listener today. Um, shout out to fucking Popo, Popacito. Uh, he's fucking intelligent and his, his friends started listening to the podcast too. So thank you, Twitter. I appreciate you guys. Um, if you listen to the podcast, take a minute to go uh, review it, like it, subscribe to it, tell your friends to do the same, your family, your grandma. Um, you know, open up a, a new iCloud account for your dog and go like it, go like that one before you go make a new Instagram for him or her. And, uh, when you, because when you do that shit, it helps other people get to the podcast too, uh, who may also have a good time or may need to hear some of the shit that's in here. And um, so, I really appreciate it. Thank you, Bone Tremor out.